0: What's up, guys? We're back on the Supercharged podcast featuring Lane Hubenak, the Minecraft mastermind, also the sexiest man alive for any ladies wondering, <laughs> listening to the audio <laughs> podcast uh, or the audio version, uh, and myself, No Ansal Dua. Uh, I'm an Apex gamer, what can I say? So is Lane, but you know, uh, he plays Minecraft and I don't, so that's how we get that. Uh, anyways, we've got a lot to get into today. Uh, Lane, you have anything to say?
1: uh yeah so we got a lot of fun stuff planned out for you today on the podcast Uh, i just kind of want to start us off with a short icebreaker to kind of get us introduced to what we will be talking about to start off with um so we will be talking about some star wars today so for all you star wars fans out there all you fellow nerds look forward to that um to start us off i just want to say like um there are a bunch of different lightsaber uh, colors in the star wars universe so, they each have their own meaning, and um, I just wanted to kind of see, like, what would your what would your color be? Noah, what do you think your color would be?
0: I want to say, like, okay, if I could say black, I would say that, but that's like Darksaber territory, and I don't mm-hmm. think I'm badass enough to be like a Mandalorian with a Darksaber, but I think I would go blue, just because I love it. I love the way it looks. Um, it's iconic. It's like the original for me, in my mind, and... Especially in like the animation, the blue lightsaber looks so dope. Okay, what, yeah. What about you? Uh,
1: for me, I it would either be um yellow or green. I think um, because I don't know. I've always been a very not conflict oriented person. Like blue is very much like they are. They're in yeah. the action. Like they, they. It's all about victory. It's all about using their sword skills. Whereas green or yellow are more um their force abilities negotiating trying to get people to resolve their issues instead of just combat yeah so but we do we're gonna find out here i have a quiz that i uh <laughs> pulled up for the both of us we're gonna try to fo- uh run our way through this real quick and see what our colors would be so uh Noah, go ahead and read off the first question for us all
0: right so the first one is what would you do about the sith order if you were in charge of the jedi order uh kill all of them offer a peace contract keep an eye on them Imprison all the Sith, give them a chance to join the Light Side, or make them your allies.
1: Uh, I went with give them the chance to join the Light Side.
0: I'm going to go with that one, too. That seems a sensible one. Yeah. Because, can... I
1: mean, if it, you both they're allies at that point, but then you don't have to worry about them, you
0: know, still following their Sith code. Yeah. Because they're, they're on the Light Side. So. And if we're near the end of the, all of the Jedi Order, then, like, we need to bolster our numbers anyway because we're already dying out.
1: Yeah. yeah. Sure. All right. What what would uh, what would be your priority in an interstellar battle? You have victory, fewer casualties, following the orders, killing more enemies, finding a way to end the battle, and deceiving my enemies.
0: Mm. I'm not gonna go with the Podamon route of following the order or of uh, <laughs> of victory over everything. That didn't seem to go well for him. I'm gonna probably go with finding a way to end the battle.
1: Yeah, I actually went with victory on that one, I'm not gonna lie. I know that's that's a a bit <laughs> hypocritical considering I just said like like I'm not saying victory over anything, but definitely victory. Don't wanna be on the losing side. Yeah. yeah. How would you like to be remembered after you died in the Star Wars universe? A hero, a leader, a friend, <laughs> a protector, a king, or the goat?
0: <laughs> um I wanna be a protector. I want to be like I, a guy who sticks up for the people.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. I think I'd want to be remembered as a friend. You know? Just yeah. uh, someone who died protecting those he cared
0: about, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Right. End of the franchise.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, In my opinion, Blank is the biggest enemy of a Jedi. The Sith Order, selfishness, lack of discipline, lack of creativity, lack of empathy, and the Jedi Order.
0: The Jedi Honestly,
1: Order. yeah, Jedi Order is the biggest enemy of the Jedi, yeah. to be
0: honest. They're so fucking hypocritical. Like, they're like, ah, no... Well, okay, like, Mace Windu is probably the biggest example of, like, someone who's like, we have to be, like, careful and cautious against people that can manipulate us. And then meanwhile, he's just, like, letting <laughs> Darth Sidious, like, under his nose, just do whatever he wants. Yeah. Awful. Yeah.
1: And... I don't, it, it, it that kind of goes into the colors of their their sabers too um cuz purple purple is really rare um it's basically like they can both use um like they they are in between they use both light and dark sided abilities so um that's kind of why you see that the hypocrisy in the movie especially where he's like if what you tell me is true you will have earned your seat on the jedi council and then immediately is like we need to kill the chancellor no imprisonment or trial or anything just
0: it's ridiculous
1: assassination
0: because you can see where anakin's coming from after that it's like what like hold on
1: (laughs) this whole time you've been telling me to go by rules and regulations you're about to break them all yeah as soon as i tell you some sus stuff yeah all right Alright, so yeah, I went with um, Jedi Order. What would you do to an enemy who has surrendered? Uh, free, torture, turn into a spy, interrogate, kill, imprison.
0: prison. I think I would not turn them into a spy. I would probably just imprison them until, you know, something else comes about.
1: I would probably turn them into a spy. Because then we could find out information about the other party and that would be better to negotiate with.
0: True. That that would be good. You know, if you could trust yeah. him.
1: True. You never know. What is your favorite Star Wars weapon? The lightsaber, the mind, the starship, the force choke, the d- blaster or the dark saber. I already know what yours is. You're going to go dark saber um, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh I think the Jedi mind trick. If that's what it's referencing, then Jedi mind trick. It's mine. I think it's actually. just
1: I think it's just saying like their wits, like their quick quick wits. Mm. But, yeah, also, that could be mind trick. I don't know. uh, I I feel like if it was mind trick, it would say mind trick, because on force choke, they did say force choke, not just force.
0: Yeah. Uh, Still going to go mind, because if some people are, like, resistant to the force, you know, that means that's pretty dope. If they can, like, resist, like, suggestions from Jedi.
1: Yeah, that's what I went with. What is your favorite way to assassinate a nemesis? Cut his, slash her head off, headshot, execution, stealth kill, poisoning, or force choke? I don't even remember what a nemesis is, to be honest.
0: Just like your fucking worst enemy, I guess.
1: Oh, a nemesis. Okay, I thought it was like a species of alien or something. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Man, I I seem like an idiot right
0: now.
1: Um... Man, cut his or her head off straight up just Mace Wind doing it with Django Fett. Probably I don't know, probably Execution?
0: I'm going to go Force Choke, because Force Choke is just the best. The best.
1: That's demented.
0: You get to relish in it. (laughs) Okay, next.
1: Right, I deserve to be a Commander, mentor, Jedi, leader, Rebel fleet pilot, or Sith. Honestly, I might go with Rebel fleet pilot.
0: Yeah, me too. I feel like this is a cop out. If like I say I deserve to be a leader, it's like I don't know. Yeah,
1: that's not really (laughs) a leader quality. That's Anakin over here. Maybe a mentor. Yeah. I don't know. I think Rebel fleet pilot would just be more freeing though, more fun.
0: Yeah.
1: Jedi's well, Jedi's fly too. Which of the following words describes your personality better? Protective, peaceful, disciplined, special, lovely, or bloodthirsty? I would say probably protective.
0: I would say protective as well, yeah.
1: All right. Halfway through, which of the following lightsaber colors would disappoint you? Red, yellow, purple, (laughs) green, dark, or blue? Well,
0: they're just getting right into it. Uh... Probably red, honestly. I'm I'm going to say yellow. Just I don't like the aesthetic of it. Really? Yeah, it's not my favorite. I don't know. Mm.
1: I would rather die than be on the dark side, kill an innocent soul, betray my friends, be ordinary, work for the devil, follow a Jedi's orders. Probably work for the devil.
0: I'm going to say kill an innocent soul. Yeah,
1: both both are good. <laughs> yeah. Which of the following nicknames would suit your Star Wars character? The Night Warrior, the Old Man, Punisher, the Angel, the Galactic Star, the Lord of the <laughs> Darkness. Okay, that's just...
0: Uh, I don't know. I'm the old man. Easily.
1: The old man? Yeah. I don't know. I'd probably go with either hmm, Old Man or Night Warrior. Might, maybe Night Warrior. Because I I don't know. I don't feel like I'm too wise. I would like to negotiate a lot of stuff, but if I have to, I would... Just fight when it comes down to it. Peace is a first option. That's my my thing. Would you steal a lightsaber to win a battle? Never. It depends. I don't know. Probably. I don't like stealing. And yes. (laughs) I mean, yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Need a lightsaber.
1: Yeah. What am I going to do? Just karate chop the blade? (laughs) What color would you like your laser swords hilt to be? White, gray, blue, golden, white, or black? Two whites? Mm, they mm, messed up there.
0: They did. Uh, I want a um, black hilt. probably. Black hilt? Yeah. I think
1: I would probably want a golden hilt. I How would you hold honest. your lightsaber? Yeah. Like a shield? <laughs> with one hand, it doesn't matter. One sword in each hand, like a baseball bat with two hands. Um, prob- Probably with two hands. Honestly.
0: I would go with one hand for the most part, but I don't know. It'd, it'd be freeform. <laughs> I'm going to go one hand.
1: Did you fight another lightsaber user? Where would you attack first? Arms, legs, torso, back, neck, or head? Probably arms. Seems to work out for Obi-Wan a lot. so. It does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go...
0: Uh, I'm going to go legs.
1: Legs? Okay. Yeah. But damn, he did both on Anakin. No remorse. Yeah, that's true. What should be the punishment for a soldier who soiled your plants to your nemesis? Or your who pl- <laughs>
0: yeah, soiled.
1: Right. I think it's sold, not yeah. soiled. Sold your plant sold your plants to your nemesis by mistake. Um probably forgiveness. If it's a if it's a genuine mistake, then yeah, forgiveness.
0: Okay. Uh, I would probably tell them I'd probably lay them off. Like yeah, we don't want you here anymore. But I wouldn't kill them. And yeah. Maybe I would like suggest that I would kill them. But I just like, no, I'm just kidding. You just you're just not working for me anymore.
1: And also, it just says turn into labor. What does that mean? Like you just, I don't they know. just all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> they go from a soldier to a farmhand. I guess. Yeah. A hero, yes. a a hero is the one who fights the evil until death, knows when to avoid acting heroically, remains loyal to the light side, becomes unbeatable, <laughs> saves lives, has the power over others. Uh, I would say probably knowing when to avoid acting heroically.
0: I'm going to say it's the one who saves lives.
1: Yeah. Good one. Choose a symbol that you would tattoo on your arm if you were a Star Wars character. Lion, owl, dog, phoenix, swan, or wolf. Probably an owl for me. No, no, no. A phoenix, not an owl.
0: I'm doing a phoenix for sure.
1: All right. And then the last one. What type of person would you marry if you lived in the Star Wars universe? Brave, wise, loyal, unique, kind, ambitious. Probably loyal.
0: I'm going to say someone who is kind. And let's go. Actually, what's your color? It's green. (laughs) I got green. Are you? Okay, so at the beginning, you said yours
1: was blue, and I said mine was either green or yellow. Well, yours is green and mine is blue. It says you are a natural warrior. The color of blue represents the bravest Jedis in the order. It also reflects that you have a protective and defensive character. You are not afraid of taking risks or putting yourself in danger.
0: Nice. Makes sense. Mine says you are one of the strongest warriors in the galaxy. Not many Jedi own a green lightsaber. That is because you need to control your anger to hold such a laser sword. The color of your lightsaber reflects your calm and reliable personality. You prefer to negotiate your way into your goals rather than any violent approach, and that makes you a great leader. Nice. I'm honestly not opposed to a green lightsaber because, thinking back to like Return of the Jedi, Luke is such a badass with that green lightsaber. Yeah. To be honest, especially in the first like opening scenes. Uh, All right, so. Using that, going forward,
1: let's uh, let's talk Star Wars in the games universe. Yep. Do you want to open us up on this, or do you want yeah, me so, to go so ahead this, and break it open?
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll go for it. This week, we found out Respawn is working on three new Star Wars games, which uh, we kind of already knew that they were working on one for sure, and that was Jedi Fallen Order, uh, its sequel. Um, and the other two we know now are going to be an FPS, and a strategy game uh, that they're collaborating on with Bitreactor, who who's made up of a bunch of devs um, from FireAxis games, which they developed some of the XCOM stuff. So they definitely know their strategy. Um, and yeah, with that, let's just get into like speculating about these games and what they could be. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Uh, I kind of want
1: to start off with um, Jedi Fallen Order, because I played the first one, and it was amazing. Um, the music the mechanics the world building just the characters they all felt so real they felt a part of the star wars universe so i really enjoyed that game um i'm really looking forward to the second one they said they're going to be announcing it may the 4th which for those of you who don't know is the official star wars day so that's really exciting um still don't know anything about the other two so um i think with this one they're definitely going to do it right the way it ended was done really well you kind of are left on a cliffhanger after finding out some nice information and you got your crew together. So that was nice. And um, I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm really excited for it. I, I'm looking forward to what they're going to do with it again. Hopefully they bring back. Uh, I think the band was called The Hue or The Hunt. Not The Hun. Um I think it's literally called The Hue. It's a Mongolian like.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. That was awesome. They, yeah their music was pretty dope and i was so sad because like in the trailer for the first one it's like you hear their music you're like oh this is gonna be awesome but you only hear their song one time and it's literally during like uh well at the beginning when he's listening to it the fight arena yeah yeah the arena but that's those are the only two places you hear it so
0: yeah yeah that music goes off like mongolian throat singing is insane and yeah honestly Fallen Order, yeah, I have like the same things. Like, I love the story. I love like the sort of Metroidvania aspect of like unlocking new areas and going back. Um, also, Dathomir in game form and like seeing the Night Sisters and like the that was so cool. They're awesome. And also, I think that the sequel has like an opportunity to really capitalize on the world of Star Wars and like, especially in terms of graphical fidelity. If this is a next gen game, and they don't release it on the old consoles. That'd be ideal because I feel like they had a lot of sort of um, compromises graphically. Like the Wookiees looked pretty bad (laughs) and some of the environments didn't like look as, they didn't pop as much as they could have. Um, But the first game was like amazing in terms of the sword play, in terms of like the Sekiro Dark Souls like combat and also like the bounty hunter random encounters that would just happen sometimes. Mm -hmm. Those were those were great. And the bounty hunter designs during those battles were like some of the best battles in the game.
1: When I first played it, I just anytime I play a game like that, I always go to the hardest difficulty. Just Mm -hmm. so it's like just if I'm gonna grind this out, I'm gonna grind it out Mm -hmm. once, you know? Like maybe later on, a few years later on, if I get bored I'm like, Oh, I haven't played that game in a while, I might go back. Um But yeah, no, I I I did the I think it was literally called Jedi Grandmaster, was like the the hardest difficulty and Man, it was it was tough. Some of those boss fights were just super annoying. Um the Night Sister one at the very end was or not Night Sister, the um what's it called?
0: The second is sister the... Or the first sister or the second sister or something?
1: Yeah, something like that. It's like the Inquisitors. Uh, the Inquisitors, yeah. yeah. The Inquisitor fight at the very end was really annoying and it was it was hard for yeah. sure.
0: Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I remember that one. That one was tough. And I was playing on the second hardest difficulty. And I had to restart so many times on that one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Also talking about the story a little bit more, Al Kestis, I loved his character. I loved the backstory, like, mixing it in with the Order 66 and seeing, like, where he came from. That was really dope. Um, yeah, that was cool. And then Seer... The, flash,
1: the, flashback, the flashback points where you would unlock a new ability and it would take you back to his Padawan days. Yeah. That was it, cool.
0: That was really cool. And Seer's backstory like the sort of tragic like sort of kind of like luke in the last jedi kind of closing herself off from the force um that's really cool and i want to explore that more for sure uh because she's like super powerful as we saw in like the very end of that game um
1: but still got fucking demolished by vader yeah (laughs) (laughs) she yeah (laughs) then no one can counteract vader
0: yeah um yeah, so but also this um, FPS game coming out, we know a little bit about it because like two weeks ago, they like they had someone had come on Twitter. I think it was like Jeff Grubb from Games Beat. Uh, mm-hmm. He had some information and he was saying that uh, the new FPS that Respawn was working on wasn't Titanfall 3, but it was a stylish FPS with a focus on mobility. And now that we know that that FPS is going to be a Star Wars game, I'm thinking Bounty Hunters or Mandalorians or something, because like, if I'm thinking Respawn's movement with like a Star Wars character or like something in the Star Wars universe, it's got to be Bounty Hunters, because like, those are the most mobile sort of people, other than Jedi. If,
1: other than Jedi, because I, I could also see it it being a Jedi-based game with, with wall running and doing flips and stuff to climb up to other places. You see that all, all the time in... And... Yeah, not only the series, but in the game. So I can see that. But being a bounty hunter would be awesome. You see the success from the Mandalorian on Disney Plus And now um, the um, Book of Boba Fett, which is kind of started off kind of slow. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll see how it continues to go. But even then, like just uh, spoiler alert in the one of the recent episodes, you just for a brief minute hear the Mandalorian theme play and people are like,
0: oh, <laughs> shit.
1: Like, okay. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I, you know, it could be like a first-person shooter. I mean, maybe there's like an RPG aspect that they haven't announced. And, like, maybe it's you're a Jedi and you're parkouring and it's like kind of like Mirror's Edge or Dying Light. That would be cool, too. And I want to play more first-person, like, melee games because I don't really see that too often. Um, especially not first-person shooters with, like, good melee mechanics but mm-hmm. so that would be cool if it was a lightsaber thing but i am thinking bounty hunter and like mandalorian style stuff is like the way to go uh, with like oh, respawn sure. i feel like that's just such a good marriage of respawn and star wars well um, considering
1: who's leading it to i could see how your how your mind's going with the bounty hunter stuff because um it's being led by peter hirschman right so he helped co-create medal of honor Okay. Yeah. And uh, in an interview, he said, uh, I'm so thrilled to get a chance to work with my friends at Lucasfilm again. I have such great memories of working with them on everything from the original Star Wars Battlefront games to the Force Unleashed. And I've always been inspired by the classic Star Wars titles, Dark Forces and Dark Forces 2. I've never forgotten the emotion and excitement I felt playing an in FPS inside the Star Wars universe. They are defining experiences for many of us on the team and are a guiding light for this new project. It's a dream come true, he says. So uh, he's making a Star Wars game that he's always wanted to play, and I think that's
0: awesome. Yeah, um, that's really cool. So, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so last one we haven't talked too much about is the strategy game uh, with you know, Bit Reactor, which has some devs from XCOM. Uh, I don't know what they do with this. I don't know. I really don't know how this looks because with strategy games, I don't know.
1: XCOM, that's that. Uh, it's like that top-down alien game, right? Yeah, like you fight aliens.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I could see it being a if it's a strategy game, either it's gonna it's gonna either be kind of like Halo Wars, where right. it, they're trying to tell a story, or it's just gonna be a strategy game, kind of like um, Civ or right. Civilization, where it's like you literally are just you can pick a time period, um in the star Wars universe and it's going to be one faction against the other. So like rebels versus empire, or it could be like, um, you know, the new Republic versus, um, the, what are they called? The, um, trade federation yeah, yeah. with the droids and all that, or, or it could even go back to old Republic days, old, uh, you know, the high Republic or not the high Republic, but the old Republic versus like the ancient Sith.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like
1: I I could see it being one of those. It'd be cool.
0: That's yeah, that's that's one thing I'm thinking about and then also like another aspect is like maybe it's like smaller scale and it's maybe just like a group of people and they're like you're just in charge of like moving them specifically like tactically along a map. I feel like to me it would be cooler if it was like big scale, like huge scale and you have like rain and you're just moving like a pack of rain like along a map and you're just like like having them go over average this place you're like I don't know. That that would be kind yeah. of cool or like moving ATATs across a map and then having them take down like uh civilizations would be dope.
1: I would like to see more of of like you said the big war stuff but not just like the main factions like I was talking about of like Old Republic Sith or, you know, better, uh Trade Federation but like like do like big big scale but smaller factions so you could do like I don't know um like job of the hut, like the bounty hunters association, like like you said, they have raincores and they send them after like either other other bounty hunters, like the pirates yeah, um you know what I'm talking about the the spice pirates from yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Clone Wars. yeah that'd be kinda that'd be kind of cool to see stuff like
0: that that would be super dope i I am excited for that because I feel like there's a lot of potential like there's a lot of like I have no idea you could do anything and i I would be like probably excited about it. Um,
1: when you when you say as as you think it could be a smaller group of people, do you mean kind of like um kind of like a tabletop game, kind of like D and D, where it's like you're like a group of three or four people that you control, and they just you go in and you it just it's kind of like a top down thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, like like D and D or like Fire Emblem, or sort of like XCOM, like where you have a few people and you know them, and like you kind of get to know them through mm-hmm. the story over over the course of it, and
1: like you're, you you. Do you think it would be turn-based, or do you think it'd be more like just point-and-shoot, uh, top-down?
0: Like, ideally, this is my ideal game. It, it would be turn-based, and you would have character, like units that you can level up, and they would all have their own backstories and, like, support. It would be Fire Emblem where they have support levels that they can, like, mm. get support conversations with each other. So, like, maybe there's like a rebel guy who's just like hardcore rebel, and there's someone who's like Han Solo, and then like they have a support that can go up and like. They'll start like to smuggler, see more. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Smuggler, so you get more materials from raiding places. Or something. Exactly. something like
0: cool. Yeah, while they sort of understand each other's side more as it goes on, and then, like, they get stronger together and, like, stuff like that. That'd be cool. And that's, like, Fire Emblem, but just Star Wars, which is, you know, that's what I want, because I love Fire Emblem. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, so let's... let's think, I think it's enough speculating about games that are not out, and we can talk about a game that is out, a game that I wasn't really... Kind of, I didn't have too high expectations for this because I kind of did not like Pokemon Sword and Shield all that much. I kind of bounced off of it after I realized I was 20 levels over everything else in the game and was just destroying everything. But Pokemon Legends Arceus uh, released this past week and it actually reviewed very well and is kind of noted as a game that shifts the idea of what a Pokemon game could be. And it's pretty dope. Uh, you want to talk about talk about that lane?
1: Yeah. Um, so personally, I really enjoyed Sword and Shield. Uh, I grinded out the Pokedex for it and tried to get a bunch of shinies and the you know the Gigantamax shinies. And um, really, what what kind of turned me off of the game was the um, the Pokemon. I think it's called like Pokemon Home or something like that, where people were pretty much just taking Pokemon that oh, they had sports yeah. from other games and bringing it in, and it was it just it was it was so dumb to me because it, it felt like it was completely breaking the experience of what the game was supposed to be. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I liked what they what they had in that game. It's the first game I played where the the a the graphics were amazing and it was not like a 3ds like you're just a little sprite <laughs> yeah. running around like yeah. it's actually like interactive. You can go around the world and look for stuff and harvest stuff. So I thought that aspect was cool. And same thing with the the Pokemon being in the Overworld that was new to me. Like you didn't have to go through tall grass to encounter them all the time. Sometimes you could just run into a a Machamp or a Machoke. It's yeah. like oh shoot, <laughs> like, yeah. The, and them running after you is scary too. So um, I I like that about those games. And I I've I've heard a little bit about them bringing that into Arceus. I haven't played it personally, um, but I don't know. I, I, how do you feel so... about it?
0: So that's exactly why I think I'm going to love Arceus because, yeah, like, the new ideas that Sword and Shield, like, brought in were dope. It's just that I don't think they worked in in context of, like, the traditional Pokemon game because I would spend time in the wild area, you know, looking for these huge Pokemon in the overworld to fight, and then I would beat them, and or even I would catch them, and then my Pokemon would level up ten times in one battle, and I'd be like, oh, if I go fight gyms now, I'm just going to destroy them, like, I'm just going to run over them, uh, which kind of sucked because I like difficulty in the games, you know, just like you. Um, and if I wanted to, like, spend time catching Pokemon, and I every time I catch Pokemon, I'm, like, leveling up 10 times because I'm catching, like, level 50s, then it's just, like, sucks.
1: Um, At that point, just play Pokemon Go. Yeah. <laughs> if you're just trying to complete a Pokedex.
0: Yeah. So in Arceus, basically... The whole, the, every Pokemon you encounter is going to be out in the overworld, and you can choose how to, like, approach it. So you can, like, crouch and sneak behind one and then, like, throw a Pokeball, and then you pretty much just catch it automatically if it's, like, a low, low enough level. Or mm-hmm. you can, like, throw stuff at it to, like, bother it. It's basically like being in the Safari except, like, in the overworld, and you can see everything, and everything's, like, going down real time. Um, Or you can throw your own Pokeball at it like with a Pokemon inside it and then start a battle and it's just like so seamless and so like integrated and it's just, it just feels like what a Pokemon game should be at this point and we finally are getting it and it looks dope in terms of that and also like it has boss battles that are like actually involve like some action so you you get like a Dark Souls dodge roll (laughs) and you have these bombs and you have to throw bombs at it to take its health down and then you can throw your Pokemon out to do some damage to it uh, and in doing that you stun it so you can throw more bombs and it's like it's this cool little loop of like breaking up the action instead of just having turn based combat um, so do
1: they, do they still have gyms and gym battles and like team rocket and all that or is it strictly just boss battles with like different pokemon in the world
0: I okay so I don't know if there's I, I assume there's like some kind of like there's a rival so there's that and I'm pretty sure there's like some gyms or some type of thing like that um, but I will say um, you're in Sinnoh you're in like the Sinnoh region and there's like two tribes of people there's like the diamond and there's the pearl and they have like sort of like you're in ancient Sinnoh and they have like different okay. beliefs uh, about like what, they, what Sinnoh should be and well like your ultimate goal is to finish the Pokedex but you're also going to encounter Arceus so there's like a real story here and it's like way more involved than Sword and Shield was um, yeah. like I hear that there's like the first few hours are kind of <laughs> filled with exposition and actually like actual dialogue um, to the point that like the story is actually pretty compelling um, which uh, cool. which sounds pretty exciting to me because Sword and Shield didn't really do much for me in terms of story like I still look back to like the the third generation um, where like Wally is sort of like a sickly boy and he sort of like gets better and as he does he gets stronger and he has like this dope like Pokemon party with him, I loved that story. Like I loved the like I don't know. I just feel like they were deeper back then, um, in terms of like just character stuff. And and this one like in Sword and Shield, especially like Hop and the other one, were just kind of like there. And Hop was always like crying about his party never being that good, and he never became like intimidating really. And then the yeah. other guy um, at his party, and I just wiped his whole team with my. My fox, the dark fox Pokemon that was introduced, um, I just wiped his whole team so they are all psychic, and I just used the same move, and I was like, okay, well, that was easy. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm thinking this one is pretty good from what I see from all the reviews, uh, and it's like a breath of fresh air, and I really hope that it's the way these Pokemon games go from now on.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm kind of torn on it, A, because I've just I, I've always liked Pokemon, but I've never been an avid Pokemon player. Um, but B the reviews I've seen, um, it's well received by the actual players, it seems like. Um, like it, it has four and a half stars, um, just on reviews online alone from the actual people playing it. But coming from a you know, um a company standpoint like IGN, they're literally a gaming news network. Well, they're more than that, but they they do a lot of reviews. They're rating it three and a half stars, almost four stars. And one of the things they're saying is that um, even though, like, the game does a lot to bring um, Pokemon, or they bring a lot to the game for what Pokemon should be, that it's lacking in its environment. A lot of things feel barren, and it doesn't feel super in-depth. It doesn't feel like you know what a world should be. So, I don't I'm kind of a I'm definitely an aesthetic gamer. Um I like games that look good. It even games that I loved growing up playing, I go back and I try to play them and it's kind of hard cuz it's just like, oof, these graphics are not that great. So <clears throat> I feel like that would kind of affect my
0: you know, my enjoyment
1: enjoyment of the yeah.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I think that if you liked um the wild area in Sword and Shield, uh, I don't know if you did. Did you? I did. I liked it. I I felt like
1: it was kind of annoying because there were some there were some places where it's like you could literally only access it like late late game. Yeah. And it was like super hard to get to. Yeah. Um, which presents a challenge in its own right. So that's cool. But I don't know. I f- I feel like if you're gonna make your game open world or at least try to pass it off as open world, give you more pathways to get to places, not just make it. Mm. one yeah so i i don't know i i i don't like to I sometimes i judge games based on how they look but honestly you can't judge it until you've played it
0: so yeah i mean because i i think those are valid complaints definitely like i do think it's probably a barren world but looking at it on the switch probably like in handheld mode i'd probably think wow this looks pretty good and also just That's like true. the ui and the art style are so beautiful to me that like it kind of excuses it a little bit Mm-hmm. And it's got this crafting system that's pretty dope and I like it. <laughs> you can like craft your, oh, yeah. you can craft Any your Pokeballs. Game, if and... if
1: the game has crafting or fishing, I'll probably enjoy it.
0: It's got crafting, it's got that. You can like use your Pokemon to like swim and you can actually see your Pokemon's model like surfing across the uh different water bodies. Um it looks pretty dope in terms of that. And also the crafting system's cool. There's like resource collecting, you can throw your Pokemon in its ball a thing that you want to collect, and the Pokemon will, like, pop out and, like, fucking, like, hit it out of the ground or, like, whatever, and they'll collect <laughs> it. Or or they'll, like, cool. you can throw it at a tree, and the Pokemon will get out of the tree and just, like, bonk his head against the tree, and then everything will fall down, and you'll get the berries from there. Um, that's
1: cool. That's a, that's a cool mechanic.
0: I think it's got things that you'd probably like. And then another thing that it has is, um and also I just want to mention, on Metascore, it's sitting on an 85, which is, like, great. And that's based on 46 critic reviews
1: um okay well then yeah it's probably a good game
0: (laughs) and i will say that like ign might be souring on pokemon a little bit just because they gave or they might want to like gain back some journalistic integrity because they gave like sword and shield like a nine or something or i don't want to say that but they gave it a higher score than they gave arceus which i don't think is fair really but it's also different reviewers so it doesn't really matter uh and it's not fair to make a generalization like that but i will say that This probably does deserve a higher score than Sword and Shield, just generally. Um, But yeah, I feel like it's got a ton of new ideas. Um, And I really want to play it, (laughs) but I don't have my Switch. Um, So that's kind of sad. Um,
1: Well, there is something that you can play, and it's actually getting a huge update here soon. We're want to talk about, about that? This. Yeah, Yeah, Apex Legends Season 12 is coming out uh, You know, your boy and Noah <laughs> have been grinding it um, I'm absolutely loving the ranked play and it can be trying at times um, especially in a game that is all about teamwork um, and needing a third where it's just the two of us and we're we're looking for our third, so hey <laughs> at, at, at Supercharged at Vuvuzela21 at Carnation Gaming, if you want to if if you want to join us we're looking for a a third who's actually dedicated to you know getting grinding better it out, but mm-hmm. yeah. getting better yeah um but yeah apex legends season 12 it's it's releasing soon february 8th yeah uh
0: yeah, yeah.
1: so it's nine days eight days yeah eight, nine days um but i'm i'm looking forward to it uh what do you think you're looking the most forward to about the new release
0: i i don't know i'm kind of hesitant to say maggie but i think mad maggie might be what we need what apex legends needs because if maggie okay so in the in the trailer uh in the launch trailer we see like her throw a thing onto a box and then it it releases flames on the side that she threw it on but also the opposite side Mm
1: -hmm. i don't know how
0: that works like physics wise like i don't know how that makes sense but that's dope because it could like easily be a new way to get like caustics out from a building or or destroy the traps or something like that which would be really really cool um and then aside from that i am hopeful for maybe some ranked changes because team kp would be good uh just in general instead of like having to say okay how much kp do you have oh you have one i have three so i kind of have different motivations than you at this point and it's like yeah. that sucks. That shouldn't be a thing, because um, we're it's a team based game. Why not reward the whole team for the KP that your team got as a whole? Um, True,
1: I would I would think that would be a much better system for rank grinding, especially than just you know being individualized for the for the person. Because say say for instance, um, there's a lot of times where we'll be on a building and there's two or three other teams and sometimes you will be like oh this team over here is weak i'm i'm popping shots like hit this person hit this person yeah. meanwhile i'm over here doing the same thing for another team and you get the knock on yours but i don't get the knock on mine you know what yeah, i mean yeah so that that just contributes to you and and that that's going back again to like you need to um you need to work together to team fire like we try to 321 some people sometimes yeah. Yeah. um i think that would that would help though a lot uh it it would be more what's the word i'm looking for it'd be a better change
0: yeah it would it would definitely and like on that note on ranked stuff and kp by the way means kill points i know i just like said things and that's just your kills plus your assists while you're playing ranked um yeah but another thing that i think would be great is changing the sort of system right now where it's like okay you're you can get like max kp of 10 and like still okay so instead of there being a max kp right now there's a max rp that you can get after every match and that's your ranked points um so like the max might be like 195 if you're an apex predator um which means you can get like 15 kills and frag out at the very beginning and then die and get 13th place and still get max kp or max rp which really shouldn't be the thing in a game that's a battle royale where you want to be the last person standing it shouldn't you shouldn't benefit the people who do that and just hurt the sort of like health of the game uh, you want to have those fun crazy like last ring battles that make Apex really what it is that, that's what makes the game fun that's why people watch ALGS like the global series so much because that, that stuff is like filled with excitement and like edge of your seat gaming and meanwhile like okay yeah you can frag out and have fun but that's only fun for that one team meanwhile everyone else is like okay this last circle kind of sucks there's only three squads I'm just gonna wait in third party and then win Yeah. it's just there's not enough strategy there if we have this current system because it's just encouraging the fraggers to just go frag and then not really learn the ins and outs of the game which also is a problem because okay some people want to use ranked as like a way to practice for comp but they can't really do that because ranked is so divorced from what comp is
1: exactly yeah because uh, we, we actually played our first tournament a week ago at this point. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Wasn't there supposed to be one yesterday?
0: Yeah, there was one. Uh, we missed
1: out on it. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I was looking forward to it. But yeah, we, we played a, a tournament last week, and it was just a, a low-stakes tourney. It wasn't anything big, but it was definitely a lot different. Well, actually, I say that. It, it felt pretty similar, because most of the players there were just...
0: It felt like a diamond lobby, probably. Yeah.
1: A little bit, yeah. Maybe like one or two teams felt like diamond. The others didn't feel like diamond. We just didn't have a good,
0: yeah,
1: a good time of it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I so, see. I see what you mean. Um, yeah, for sure. And but, anyways, back to like you know, big season twelve. Woohoo is coming. Uh, nine v nine. The nine v nine limited time mode, um, is coming, which is like control. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. I'm I'm hoping it'll it'll stay as like a permanent thing, kind of like um Arenas did. Yeah. Just cuz I feel like we need to have more diversity in the game as far as the game modes go, which of course Apex Legends started off as a battle royale strictly that should be its main focus is a battle royale Yeah. and making sure that that is in a healthy game state. Um so I'm hoping they'll bring some changes to some characters like Crypto and Pathfinder who Crypto especially has been needing a rework, I feel right. like. Um, but the control game mode could bring a lot more in in regards of actual team play, because it is a 9v9 mode. And considering how many legends there are, there could be all, ki- all kinds of crazy combinations. So I'm really looking forward to what that'll bring. Yeah. Um. As for what the map will look like? I don't know if it's going to be like Arenas where it's just like a slim down version of the map, it's like the whole map. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I don't know. The map's going to be weird. Um maybe they'll have it'll have its own maps, but cause I, I don't know. I feel like some of the Arenas maps are too small, but also I feel like some of the Arenas maps are probably the right size like Phase Runner is probably a good size. Um mm-hmm. just because of how huge it is and how big the middle area is. Um and it'll be interesting. I'm sure they play tested like having zones in the arenas maps and maybe that works. Uh, but yeah, I think it'll be like a good way to get in like some some warm ups without like having to go to an aim lab or something. So it'll just give you like a way to play within the game systems and like warm up. And that's great. It's infinite respawn um, and you're just playing the game. Uh, and also it gives you a chance to probably test out other legends that you haven't played. So that's that's kind of cool. Um. We don't know what it's really going to look like, but I'm excited for it. And uh, yeah, I don't know how, like, I don't know if you can push to talk with nine people in your team. That might be, might be too That's chaotic. That's going to be a little chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: I'm so. thinking it's going to be like three squads of three and like yeah, you're yeah. each, you're, you're each a task with it with, you know, grabbing a different control zone. Mm-hmm. Cause I did see there's going to be three zones, uh, three control points. And there being normal squads or three and then nine people on each team. I could see it being like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm just wondering how that'll play out. Is it would it, Do you think it'd be more like uh, there's three zones, you have to capture at least two of them to win the round, or do you think it's going to be kind of like a just, you have to kind of like an Iron Banner of Destiny 2 where you have to control all three zones to kind of really get in that, yeah, that point know. advantage?
0: I like Destiny's way of doing it, like control just like where you have to hold the zone and then you don't even get really points for holding the zone. You get points for killing after you hold the zones. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. I don't know where they're going to take it. Cause they could do like domination where you just hold two and you score, you get points passively. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, I think the benefit will be to get three and then you're going to get more points just naturally. Uh, but we'll see like how they actually do it. If you lock people out of it or what, um, it's going to be interesting. And if, if these if it's gonna have buildings like if it's gonna have buildings these maps then you're gonna have a lot of caustics, <laughs> um, a
1: lot of caustics and yeah. a lot
0: of watsons. But oh, and watsons will just be naturally good. Watsons and caustics just to put fences up on the zones. So mm-hmm. maybe I don't know. It'll it'll be. I think it'll.
1: See. I think it'll bring more to the the apex legends that are overlooked um, a lot of the time. Um, Bangalore maybe would be good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You
1: could yeah, you could try. You could smoke out the zone, and that way they don't know how many people are in the zone. I don't. know, Depending on how it, it plays, if it's a three v three and kind of separated zone, that might not work. But you never know. There could be like five people there, so it's a five v three advantage, and they don't know it because they're hidden. Yeah. So. Maybe send, maybe some crazy Mirage plays. Yeah, so,
0: yeah I was going to say, <laughs> you send a Mirage to solo cap his own because he, has, he uh, sends a decoy ahead of him, looks like he has two people, he scares off the one guy holding it, he ults, he has yeah. 12 people on him, you don't know who to shoot, he's capping the whole zone. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So I, I think
1: I think the, the LTM, for those of you, that means limited time mode. Um, hopefully that'll be permanent. Um, but I'm also looking forward to the map changes for, uh, what's it called again? uh olympus, olympus. Yeah, yeah yeah i think that's gonna be cool there's we saw in the trailer a bunch of buildings were falling and were being scattered around and um the stabilizers were were turned off so the city fell so there's going to be a new skybox it's above and uh, even uh it's above a city below it so you'll actually see like the planet surface now it's not just like you're in the the clouds. so i think that's yeah. going to be interesting one thing i i will say Uh, Because I I feel like Battlefront always does this so good is like their environmental like interactions. So you can be in a tank and blow up a building and you'll see that building actually come apart. If they could somehow bring that into Apex, that would be so cool. I feel like it would bring, I don't know, I feel like it just bring a lot more to the game they bring a lot more to um, carrying grenades. Like, grenades are effective as is right now. You can throw them in window slots. You can use them to hold off doors or to even push on a door. And fuse with his knuckle cluster, of Valkyrie, with her missile pack. Like, there's all kinds of explosions. So I feel like if you could find a way to take advantage of that with the environment, that it would boost the gameplay, bring new strategies to the game. So I don't know. We'll see.
0: Yeah, that would be that would be cool. Um and then I wanted to talk about oh yeah, cause like the trailer is pretty dope, especially like when the music is like it kind of like stops and it goes and like especially when the the phase reactor is teleporting the whole Olympus into the other place, and you can kind of see how like Olympus is so like advanced technologically that it's like reacting to it and immediately turns the turbines on and starts like restabilizing that that's dope, and like the music yeah. there was so good um and also the thing i want to say is it looks like it's a nighttime skybox kind of it looks darker and that would be dope because we haven't really seen a map that was like darker like that not at since all, the, other than,
1: like, the um revenant horror stuff before yeah. it was ash yeah it was before ash
0: yeah like king's canyon after dark was like is the only dark map we really see but and i don't really want like a dark dark map but like even like a sort of dusk or something like that would be great
1: just like a moonlight kind of yeah. thing, like a full moon. Because I remember, what was that game mode where when you died, you turned into like a a shade or a shadow and you had to protect your teammate? Yeah, Shadow Royale. Or, that yeah. one that one was fun. Um, that game mode was fun, but that map was just really cool because it, it was different. It wasn't yeah. the same. And it, it affects your... It affects your visibility, honestly. If you if you have a character with a darker cosmetic skin, you just hide in a bush and then flank a bunch of people.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything about Apex Legends. Oh, I want to see like, I want to see some guns move in and out of the care package. I don't think G seven Scout should be in the care package anymore. Um, because I don't really like it in there. Yeah, I'd rather. I don't.
1: I don't think alternator should be in the care package. (laughs) It
0: never should have gone in. Honestly, that's part of the problem is because, okay, so you're like, you're playing Apex Legends and you notice there's so much heavy ammo everywhere and not enough light ammo. It's because there's like eight weapons that use heavy ammo and like four that use light that are even out on the floor. So like the loot pool is going to be in that favor of heavy because there's just more heavy weapons. Uh, And that kind of sucks because... We have the G7 and the Alternator, two, heavy, two light weapons in there. Yeah.
1: I want to see them put in a Sniper again and take out the Kraber. I want the Kraber to be World Drop. Ooh. Maybe <laughs> nerf the damage a little bit, but I still think it should be World Drop because there are all kinds of crazy plays you can get with it. Either Either make it World Drop and replace it with something else or make it more common in the care packages. So just have the regular ground, like, floor loot. So, like, take the G7 and the alternator out, and then Kraber and maybe still the Spitfire, because Spitfire is still pretty good.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I like where it's at right now, where it's, like, more... Okay, so I like where it's more common in the final circles and then less common earlier, mm-hmm. and I don't really know... I mean, okay, they, they made Mastiff. They took it out of the care package, and it was, like, insane in the care package. So, I guess they could successfully do it, but they'd have to nerf it a lot, and I don't know, it might just ruin the identity of the Kraber. I don't know, because I, I think a lot of people, including myself, do not like it, because you can just get one hit for, like, essentially no reason. Uh, I don't know, it's, it's kind of, like, I get, I get love, the appeal love, of it. Love-hate relationship? Yeah, because there's nothing better than just, like, grabbing a Kraber, and then, like, hip-firing, headshotting someone right next to you, and then bolting it up again and then doing the same thing to another person, but, like, are those clips worth the pain of (laughs) losing, like, something that you should not lose, but someone had a Kraber? so Screw you, I guess. That's kind of my problem, but, you know, if the Kraber was floor loot, I'd be grabbing it every single time. So, (laughs) you know, there's that. Um, Yeah,
1: I I can see your point of view on that. But i don't know it's just it's frustrating that my alternator's in there my baby yeah it seems like anytime because like uh so for those of you who don't play the game the way it works is sometimes you'll get an apex legends pack um just from ranking up or even doing the season challenges and it'll give you cosmetic items the last two seasons that they've put in a gun to the care package i've gotten a gold (laughs) <laughs> tier amazing skin for it and uh, just like literally right after they put it in the care package
0: like well this is worthless <laughs> like yeah like, can't they're probably gonna it. put wingman in the, in the care package
1: no <laughs> if they put wingman
0: in the care package dude i'm fighting for no sure. they shouldn't I, I don't think they should because like it requires so much skill to use um i don't think it's a good idea but you know they might just yeah. despite you
1: so yeah uh that's what I'm looking forward to pretty much right now. Apex Legends Season 12, um, Star Wars games in the future. Um, talk a bit more about this probably next week, but Elden Ring will be coming out soon. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, you got anything else you want to talk about,
0: Noah? Uh, no, yeah. February is going to be filled with game news. Probably more similar review, like sort of Roundup talks about talking about like the game's that are you know hitting the shelves? We'll, we'll be doing that. So, if you liked this episode, you're probably gonna like the few episodes that we got in store for you in the coming weeks.
1: Yeah. So uh, tell us, tell us what you think about the games that are out now, the games that are coming in the future. Uh, you can either at Supercharged Net or uh, with hashtag Supercharged at um, Supercharged Net or at Vuvuzela Twenty One at Tarnation Gaming and. Uh, I think that's all we've got for you today. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on the Supercharged Podcast. Yeah, Thank you.